Well, good day, everyone. Uh, this is Johnny, and here we're with Elizabeth, and we're ready for another time together where we will also celebrate communion. And um, I don't know if y'all can feel the shift in the spirit. It's been very clear and evident to me. My own spirit stirred up. It seems to be manifesting in the outside. The winds are blowing strongly. We know that uh, the whole East Coast seemed to have, be invaded by winds yesterday and um, uh, projecting some more of that moving forward. And we don't want any damage from that. We don't need that confirmation, but winds of change Definitely. are on us. And um, we are in the day after Passover as far as the actual celebration of uh, eating, partaking of the lamb and a Applying the blood to the doorposts, and I of think course, it's still Passover till sundown, right? Well, yeah. Where I was going to go with it, I think it's still considered all the celebration of Passover the next several days. Of course, just as we tie into the gotcha. original, yeah. It's it's then it goes from the, you know the one night where that takes place, and then all the changes that that generated, mm -hmm. including. Pharaoh saying initially, okay, let my people go. I mean, I will let your people go. <laughs> and then uh, and then, as they head, as they rapidly head, um, head out towards, uh, towards the promised land, then at that time, they find themselves, um, they find that Pharaoh has had a change of mind and he's chasing them and it goes into the Red Sea encounter where they are delivered and set free. So this is all part of uh, the Passover experience. So it's with us uh, the next uh, several days, but the specialty of of the night where the lamb itself is partaken of and that tied in historically with the day Jesus himself was hanging on the cross. And so we know from not looking at it from the Hebraic calendar, but just in, in the way it's translated into our own calendar that tomorrow is what's called Good Friday, where we celebrate that day where Jesus um, gave his life for us. So it's a, an opportunity to uh, re-hit that again. And then Sunday, uh, it's called by some Easter Sunday, but Resurrection Sunday. And we think all these all these days will are significant. Just if you can feel it in the spirit. Yeah, that's the, the bottom of, line. Is yeah. It is, uh, there's significant... <clears throat> Something significant right now. Let me ask you a question. I didn't mention this to you before we started, but how would you feel about um, inviting people if they have any questions they want to ask us to put it in the chat? And then um, towards the end when we're done with the things we have planned, then we can look at those and see if there's any questions that you want to answer today or you can think about and we can answer tomorrow. Sure, that would be great. And so if you're live, you can do this. Obviously, if you're not live and you're listening to this recorded on our podcast later, then you're not going to be able to do that. But anyone who's with us right now, um, I don't even know how to tell you where to find on yours the chat button, but hopefully it's obvious for you. And feel free just as we're moving forward now, um, if, a, if a question comes to mind that you would like for us to give our, our perspective on, we're happy to do that. And if we don't do it today, then we can think about it and do it another day so and we assume some most potentially all of you have access to social media and know 
there are some significant prophetic words. I believe I've released the last couple of few days. There was one <laughs> on a Passover to remember that we released yesterday. If you're on our email list, you will have received it then. It was on the Elijah list yesterday as well. And um, and then there's a post uh, I, I started. Our, we have kind of two Facebook pages. John R. Enlow is one. It's the friendships. The friends are full. You can't follow there, but you can see it anyway. And then there's Johnny and Elizabeth Menlo, the public page. And I initiated a thread this morning could that asking for seers and people who have clear dreams and revelation, what did they, what were they seeing uh, last night, this morning that God is doing? And really there's, um, it just scored, well, it's well over a hundred now, um, responses. And it's just a lot of life giving revelation there. So be aware of that. That's something you could uh, look into, and of course, not just look into, if you yourself had a significant uh, dream or encounter or vision that showed what God is doing at this time, uh, add it to that, add it to the thread. The Lord is really uh, just speaking through his whole uh, His whole body right now and, and awakening us to this season. So that part is, is really good. Um, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and step into uh, the communion um, Take partaking of the communion itself right now. And if you have, if you're doing it as well, you can join with us and take the the parts, the bread, whatever represents the bread for you. Lord, we just, we lift up the bread to you and we lift up this which represents your body. And for such a time as this, Lord, we are agreeing across the planet, across the planet, Lord, for a manifestation of the power of, that uh, you secured at the cross. After the cross, you said, all authority in heaven and earth is mine. Go therefore. And so we ask for the next level of authority to be released in us, to us, by revelation, uh, by impartation. Lord, let your body arise as never before and let each of us individually arise as never before. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take the cup. <coughs> Lord, again, an opportunity for us to recognize the thoroughness of your work of redemption on the cross through giving the most special uh, thing you possibly could, the last, the ultimate proof of total love and sacrifice, the giving of your blood that you freely gave for us to redeem all, to redeem everyone who would accept it, present, past, future, and to redeem cities and nations and to execute your judgment on wicked, on the wicked, on wicked principalities and powers, and to establish your kingdom on earth. And we drink to that now. Thank you, Lord. Let your healing flow through our bodies, through our households, Yes. even as we do this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Let your healing come. Let your presence be released. For any of you that need... Um, 
physical healing. We just declare right now over your bodies, over every cell in your body, um, Jehovah Rapha. Yeah. And we speak yes, to Jesus. every organ, every system in your body to function the way you were originally created to function. We bless your immune systems. We bless um, your body to knock out anything that is um, in your body that shouldn't be there. And we just agree with your heart to heal everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I was going to share um, just a little bit uh, a tool that our family uses sometimes um, for prayer and for worship. And it's something that we learned from a friend of ours, Bob Hartley. And maybe some of you have learned this from him as well. But it's called the ABCs of Adoration. He even has, I think, a book about it um, mm -hmm. that is really helpful that we used years ago. And Johnny and I sometimes, when we're out on a date or whatever, just hanging out together, we'll um, take a while, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, and just go through literally the entire alphabet, A through Z, just adoring the Lord. And you don't have to do it that way, but I just wanted to to tell you um, kind of how, some ways that you can do it, and then we're just going to do that for a few minutes here ourselves too, and model that for you. But um, you can do it alone, you can do it out loud, or you can do it in a journal. You could do one letter a day, or you could do a whole long time. You can do it as short and brief as you want, or you can be really wordy and take a long time doing it. There's obviously no wrong way to, to adore our Father. He loves it all. And um, sometimes uh, the reason why we do this is, as Johnny talks about this, you know, what you, you magnify what you have a hard time seeing. And so um, sometimes it's just in general, just the fullness of God that, that we need to increase in, in our inner core and so using the ABCs kind of helps you just embrace that bigger picture fullness of God um, and so obviously you take a letter and you go and order ABCD and then another way that you can do it is you can add in um, magnifying God with that letter um, for let's say the letter is T and um, I'm going to take the letter T and maybe it was it's my turn and so I'll say um God I thank you that you are um trustworthy. Trustworthy. That's a great one. Trustworthy. So then you break that down and you just think about um when you saw example of him being trustworthy to someone in scripture and then um you focus on a time in your own past where you saw him to be trustworthy and then you declare him when you look forward in your future how he is going to continue being trustworthy to you so um, we'll just uh, do that here just for a few minutes and um, 
Johnny, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I'm fine either way. You can start. We'll start at the beginning of the alphabet. Yeah. Letter A. Yeah. And, you know, again, there's no wrong way to do this. Some people are more wordy kind of people and words just come easier and come off the top of your head. Other people, it's a little bit harder to like think of something. And so we may do it at a different pace. It just doesn't even matter. So God, I thank you that you are the awesome God. You just inspire awe and wonder. And what I think of in in um, scripture is in the Old Testament. We're so focused right now on Exodus, and I just think of how awesome you were to have a plan that um, that made sense for that that time period, but that also connected to where we are even today, and obviously where Jesus um, stepped in as our Passover Lamb generations later. And I just see the awesome works that you performed on the Israelites' behalf to get them out of bondage. And I um, see in my own life, there have been times when you have been so awesome in the works that you did. Um, I think back over a time where one of our daughters was so sick and there was literally nothing that we could do. We just had to surrender to you and in your awesome way, you got us through that, and you ended the whole thing um, with a doctor that walked in, the very last doctor that we saw um, for that child. The name, the name tag was Dr. Good, and you're so awesome. Only you could, could orchestrate something like that to just have that exclamation mark at the end that, that you are the Dr. Good. And so we look to you in our family's future, and even that daughter right now that still has some health challenges, I thank you that you are awesome, and you're going to be awesome on her behalf, and you're going to come through, and you are Dr. Good. You're going to continue to be Dr. Good for her, and you're going to, you have an expiration date on, um, on the, the illness that is affecting her, and you are going to um, have the last word on that. So I thank you for how awesome you are, God. Yes, Lord. Lord, I look at you today, gaze at you as the one who is beautiful. And um, Lord, this is just um, just such an important realization for us that you are attractive. And mm-hmm. that, as David the psalmist would say, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and that as we're looking at you, whatever uh, doesn't seem to cast you in an attractive light is some distortion of our seeing. And it's a reminder and even a framework for identifying proper perspective of you that if if we're not seeing you as beautiful uh, in the way you are interacting, you know, I'll have the same questions myself, Lord, like why didn't you intervene here? Why did you hear? Why have you let that go? Any perspective of you that uh, where we are looking at you and observing you through our own grid of, uh, of humanity and, and where we're not seeing you as, as beautiful, Lord, we realize that this, that's uh, just a misperception of who you are. And the words come to me, Keith Green's perhaps best known song, uh, from years ago, oh Lord, you're beautiful. 
your face is all I seek. Mm. And um, when your eyes are on this child, what's the last line? Your grace abounds. Your grace abounds. Me. And there's, it works both ways, Lord. We look at your beauty and then feel ourselves gazed by the beauty of who you are. And so, Lord, we take this moment, I take this moment to magnify this aspect of, of who you are and mm. allow my spirit to be properly uh, reset and set and uh, and upgraded and updated to uh, you as beautiful God. Yes. I thank you, God, that you are caring, that you truly do care about us. And I remember... Um, the way that you cared for the heart of of the woman that was brought to you who had committed adultery and you cared more about her and her heart than you did about even the sin and her being exposed her being corrected you cared about her and i've just seen that over and over again in my own lifetime how you've um You've been the kind of teacher that just cares so much about um, me more than you even care about what you're trying to teach me. And I've felt that care um, so many times. Thank you. Thank you, God. And I thank you that in our future, um, in my future, I will see you continue to care for my heart. And when I don't feel understood or seen or, or whatever by others... I thank you that I will always know that you care and that you're involved and that you're intimate with the um, needs of my heart and my life. Thank you for your care. Lord, look at you today as the God of detail. And um, mm. it's just amazing that you can be a God who looks at the macro and the micro and doesn't miss. You don't miss a thing, as another song goes. You don't miss a thing. And um, you're the one who simultaneously can handle the big picture without missing the small, the little picture of matters that need to be tended to. And uh, you just look at that aspect of who you are. I know it's a part I've had to grow in. I used to see you as the God of the big pictures covering the big the big matters. And then it's been a, a progressive, enjoyable journey with you to see you as the God of detail and mm -hmm. one where I'll ask you questions and and you will give the answers mm -hmm. on on a license tag. We're driving mm -hmm. in a car and Elizabeth gets a call from someone and I say, Lord, who is that? And in my thoughts I say that and then the car pulls up. And on the license tag, it says Robin, and it has a license tag from Florida. And I go, oh, so when she gets off, I say, oh, you got a call from Robin from Florida. And she goes, how did you know? And I said, well, I'm prophetic. Well, that's not mm -hmm. the point. But it's a God of detail who loves to share in detail, cares about details. Yes. Even as Elizabeth was mentioning the aspect of, you know, all things work together for good. And this, it was an intense multiple days with one of our daughters, and it all ended up with a Dr. Good, a pleasant Dr. Good, uh, giving encouraging words to uh, to close mm -hmm. that season. And so we, we I delight in who you are as yes. the God of, of detail. Yes. And we thank you for, um, at this time as well, with so much going on, with so many 
individual circumstances and situations and so many homes uh, that you are the God of detail. You are yes. Alpha and Omega, a beginner, he who begins and he who ends, and he, whoever, he who is able to, as we saw in the person of Jesus, move and speak to entire crowds and have a message for crowds, but then be able to be uh, so sensitive to detail that the touch of a woman with an issue of blood, even while many are pressed up against you, you don't miss it. You don't mm-hmm. miss a thing. And we yes. love that about you, Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. We'll stop there. But you get the idea, and I hope that um, that becomes a tool that, that will benefit you guys, too. Um, we have one question on here. I think we could take a minute to answer it. I sure. think it would be short. It's just, how can we share with others in the body of Christ about Easter being a pagan holiday with love? I find even anger from those who hold tightly to traditions associated with Easter when I confront them with these facts. Well, my thoughts on that, you know, there's a time for everything. And usually someone who's locked down on uh, on Easter and really doesn't want the truth, part of recognizing a time, you know, Ecclesiastes is a time for everything, every purpose. And, and uh, Jesus talked about not casting our our pearls before swine and not to call people swine but it's a recognition that if someone's really not hungry you can look at it in a more practical way trying to feed someone who's not hungry it may be good food but if they've filled themselves up with junk food or whatever else you know you want to you want to be okay with it being the right time and so um, if there's an invitation to speak into that matter then that's fine but um, realize that uh, doing even bringing a good thing in the wrong time uh, cannot really uh, can you know can yeah, lead can to damage no good thing. relationship. Yeah. it's definitely not something worth worth harming harming relationship. relationship over. And I get it. You know, we raised our kids, and I was man, I was just back and forth all the time about holidays and what do we do and how do we. You just want to teach your kids the truth, and you also don't want to ignore like culture around you and anyway where I kind of landed with it is everybody is on their own process with the Lord and their own timing with him and you know God's so patient he's just the most patient kind father and teacher and he (laughs) goes after things when we're ready to you know kind of hold the ground the new ground that he wants to give us and I think we can come across, and I'm not accusing anyone of this right now, but we can come across as kind of legalistic to people, even though I would totally agree that it is a pagan holiday. It's pretty clear that the word Easter is from um, some goddess. I can't remember the whole story behind it. But I think that we can be relevant and say, you know, Easter, or what I believe is Resurrection Sunday, you know, we can acknowledge that other people call it that. Most people that celebrate, quote, Easter, for them, they're not celebrating um, what it originally began as. They're not, they have no connection to that whatsoever, whatsoever, other than the word Easter itself. So I think God is much more patient with us in that than, than we realize. And I think that being said, we are headed into days in the future where things are going to become so much more black and white between 
what is secular, pagan, and actually satanic. Um, even for people who aren't, quote, Christians, there there's going to become a great distaste for things that are um, satanic. And so I think people at that point will want to know more of the origin. There's going to be a hunger for more... Um, purity in in authenticity in what we celebrate so if we say we celebrate christmas people are going to want to recognize and acknowledge wow okay christmas has the word christ in it maybe i'm not a christian maybe i am celebrating something different you know i think people are going to be be more i don't know it's just my perspective they're going to be more clear on what it is and care more about what it is that they believe or don't believe and what they want to associate with and not associate with and i think a good way if you feel like you're supposed to bring it up to somebody is just to say you know i totally respect wherever you are with this where i am with it and what god is is kind of taking me on a journey to to understand is that easter actually started as a pagan holiday and it's around the same time that you know christians worship worship our risen savior so it kind of melded into into one thing that we now culturally call easter but for me i don't call it that just because i want it to be more about my relationship with christ so there's a way we can say it there's a tone in in which we can say it that doesn't um make people defensive you know so anyway uh you're welcome let's see there's one more question, which I'll read it, and then we can decide if we want to wait till tomorrow. Um, when God speaks to you, how do you discern if the word is for you, for someone else, or corporate? What's your process? <laughs> you want to answer that tomorrow? When you... um, <clears throat> we'll do. We can do a a, a brief. Um, answer. Okay. Before I go into it, Elizabeth, don't we have the Hearing from God series that people can get for free right now? Yeah. So Hearing God um, is a video series um, that's on our YouTube channel. Is is it on our YouTube channel? Yeah, but they're listed as private, so you have to get the link through subscribing. Okay. So if you go to our website and you subscribe for our email list, then it will automatically... um, email you a link to our online videos called Hearing God. So, you know, having said that, it is not always clear um, whether you should, um, if it is for you or for someone else. And those, anytime we get any revelation, it's to begin dialogue with the Holy Spirit on what to do. And that's one of the first questions. Is this for me or is this for something else or somebody else? And then uh, sometimes it's both. And then it, it has to do also it's connected with your call and your assignment in the body of Christ as well. And what existing platform he has given you, given you. So, you know, it's, it's um, there's some real practical matters with that. If he's, you know, a burning word for the entire body of Christ and you have a small platform, it's... Um, it's unlikely it doesn't mean it couldn't be that way but there would be some way you release it and you just trust god to make it greater than you know how um how to make it great and share it you know you be faithful with what's in your hand it's kind of that the moses thing he gives them a big call and what he goes you know moses how am i going to do this well what's in your hand and so he had his rod and his stick and so there's 
he, he will give us uh, the platforms that we have. It could be our own social media or whatever. But that is, you know, that's part of, as you, uh, as you exercise your discernment in that, in that way, you know, scriptures speak of, of exercising our gifts and our discernment and through use, then we learn, we learn to identify that. So there's not a, a, a magic, um, answer to that it's a process and so you embrace the process of hearing from God and asking him that one other real quick related question and then we'll end um when God begins giving you dreams and revelation that isn't for you personally how do you know if you're to share it and the timing to share it was that like a second question or yeah the second a, a, a follow-up yeah <clears throat> those are such from uh, someone else oh someone else well that's um how do you know if you're to share it and the timing to share it um, number one, you want to know, does it bring life? Um, you know, as you, as you reread your own word, if you have it written down, did it inspire, did it bring hope? Even if there's a correction from God in there, anything that comes from him should ultimately leave you with hope. And if it doesn't, that's kind of the first test of a prophetic, um, a revelatory release at all. You know, unless you're, unless it's being given to, uh, someone under, uh, you know, if there's someone that's operating in darkness, and there's a word that you're able to give to them directly. But even in the, even at that, you'll usually hear the, you know, a word of the Lord will say. But if you repent, uh, something. And again, you want to really, if if you're not, um, if you're not accustomed to giving prophetic words out, I don't think he really wants you starting in judgment words anyway. So you want to think of how to be a blessing. We want to follow the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 14. You know, prophetic is to um, encourage, um, all, you know, if, if you start reading the first few verses of First uh, um, 1 Corinthians 14, for edification, exhortation, uh, consolation. And so these are our positive um, uh, releases of prophetic. And, you know, you don't have to scrutinize whether it's right or wrong so much if you know it's that. If it's a blessing to people, um, it's hard to make that, it's hard to be wrong in that. Mm -hmm. The one you really don't want to be wrong on is if you're trying to uh, uh, do do the other. But again, it's about process, process with the Holy Spirit. I think, too, just the obvious polite thing to do is ask someone. Yeah. You just say, hey, I think feel like God gave me something for yeah. you or I feel like I have a dream that's for you and I'm not sure if and when I'm supposed to share it with you what do you think are you feeling like like is there something you've been asking God to speak to you about would it be okay if I share it with you and is this a good time would you prefer I write it down or just tell you do you want to record it just just be relational about it um, no that's really good and Elizabeth um, she does a whole lot more of those type of words than I do, and she's really good. Like, you know, if she goes to the grocery store, it uh, goes anywhere. It's um, more likely than not she will uh, be derailed by the Holy Spirit to give somebody a word. But she introduces it. You know, she doesn't start trembling and having a trance and, trance and shaking and thus says the Lord on someone. It's like... No, I just yeah. feel love for someone, and she's, I think that's yeah. to me the biggest thing is is if it if you don't truly love the person that you're speaking it to, the last thing you want to do is be a conduit for correction, and 
you know, yeah. even in giving a word that encourages someone else, it can feel really awkward if it's not done from a heart of love and compassion and just overall kindness. You want someone more than you want them to remember the words because we're not talking about, you know, being a prophet. We're talking about using the gift of prophecy. You want someone to remember how they felt. You want someone to leave feeling like they had an encounter with the Father. So when the Father tells us things, he's he's so like to the heart of things, but in such a way that's so kind and puts it all in the right context that we leave feeling like we just had time with our father. You know, we 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 saw an aspect of our father maybe then than we haven't seen or something. So and an easy intro to that is again, say you're in a grocery store, you can start with, you know, I'm a Christian and I like to find somebody to say something kind to every day and I feel like I have something for you. Would it be okay if I share that? And I think you will almost without uh exception uh, it will be they will be open to that then at that point it's like you know i felt like god showed me then you can add the part i feel like god sometimes it's even hard to say i feel like god and it's not bad to do that according to the grace you have you could start out saying i feel like god wants me to tell you something and that could be a little standoffish but it could be appropriate as well tell them ahead of time it's encouraging they're more open to hear it and one last thing you know, those of you who have been on the calls um, uh, with us and between on the calls and those who call, uh, listen in, you know, it's in the hundreds. So we are like our intimate group of friends that have been with us. This is day, yeah. <laughs> day 28, I think it is uh, yeah. today. And we know not all of you have been every day, but maybe most of you have. And um, uh, Elizabeth doesn't even know I'm going to say this, but tomorrow is, uh, besides being a special day because it's Good Friday, April 10th is Elizabeth and mine mm-hmm. 32nd anniversary. Woo-hoo! And um, and so, yeah, we're really excited. And since we're talking about prophetic words and things like that, don't force anything. But if the Lord should happen or has been giving you uh, visions, pictures, something you think is pretty clear and you would like to... Uh, uh, how would they send that to us through the contact, Elizabeth? What was yeah, your... just go to our um, Restore Seven uh, website and go to the contact email, and it'll get to us. Or I can just tell you, it's contact at restore seven dot org. And of course, some of you, um, uh, our long term friends here, you have uh, other access. Uh, oh, and tomorrow's Cassandra Robinson's birthday. Happy well, birthday. Well, happy birthday ahead of time. So we celebrate something together. Yeah, well, maybe it's your 32nd <laughs> birthday. Um, but blessings, uh, the Lord keep you. How's it go from there? <laughs> Make his face, face shine, shine upon you and all that good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the blessing, the ironic blessing, right? So we are uh, excited about these days and look forward to connecting with you all tomorrow.